1360KHNC.com. Hi, Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks so much for listening to me every weekday from 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. right here on KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hey, do you own a business in northern Colorado or surrounding areas? Are you looking to reach a conservative, loyal audience which could grow your business? Well, take my advice and contact my friends at KHNC. KHNC has a rapidly growing, conservative, family-based audience, and you can speak directly to them. Now, if you're looking for the type of customers or clients that believe in the principles that our great country was founded upon, just contact my friends at KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, and learn how you can be heard right on the air. Just call 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360KHNC.com. That's 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360KHNC.com. Take it from me, Brian Kilmeade. You can showcase your business to the folks that are helping to take our country back. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. This is Rick Rodriguez. I'm the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I'm going to begin with Matthew chapter 24 today. Today, last week at the end of the program, I began to discuss the great Rus Russian war at the end of the world and the war of Armageddon. The great Russian war and the war of Armageddon are completely different wars. The Russian war, which I call the Gog and Magog, uh, the Bible refers to it as a Gog and Magog war, takes place seven, seven years plus before the war of Armageddon. They, you people are going to be deceived believing that the Great Russian War is with Iran. Well, the, the Russian War will be with present-day Iran. And I believe the armies of the Ukraine and some of the southern nations uh, on the southern portion of Russia, and they will come to the mountains of Israel, meaning to the east of the Jordan River, and they're going to be destroyed there. When this war takes place, many of the people in the world that don't know the Bible, and even many who do know the Bible, will think that this is the war of Armageddon because it will be so intense. But it is not. It is. It takes place seven plus years before the war of Armageddon where the kings of the east come on the Silk Road to Jerusalem Antichrist and his armies from the west from America Canada European nations they go to Armageddon and they clash there north of Jerusalem so I ended the program talking about 
that, that war, and I was going to get into it a little bit more today, but I, I had to take a, a detour be, because be, before the Great Russian War, there are going to be another small grouping of wars that are going to take place that I think you, to get a perspective of God's timetable in the events of prophecy that lead into the future, if you can begin, if, if God's children will know when this sequence of wars, and they'll be one right after the other, building up to the Russian war, then there'll be more wars in the Middle East with the armies of America moving into the Middle East. And then eventually, at the end, Armageddon, where all the nations send their armies to this great final war, Armageddon, the greatest war ever in the history of the world. But to begin, I want to start in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24 is a timeline from 2,000 years ago to the present and from the present into the initial wars in the Middle East that Israel is going to fight. When those wars are finished, then there will be the Russian war, when that war is done, right about that time, there is going to be the beginning reign or rule of a coming, initially he won't be called Antichrist. Three and a half years into his reign, after he signs an agreement with Israel, it will be a covenant three and a half years after the beginning of that covenant, then he will be known as the Antichrist, the son of perdition. Before that, he'll be just known as the man of sin. For the Christians that have been following and they know eschatology, you know about the seven-year tribulation. The first half, three and a half years, the second half, three and a half years, and right in the middle is where Antichrist is revealed and becomes and declares himself to be God. And then from that point on, where there is great tribulation. But before the tribulation, in chapter 24 of Matthew, the disciples came to the Lord when they were on the Mount of Olives, and they asked him, alone, apart from the crowds, they said, Lord, tell us, when are these things going to be when you're going to destroy the temple and these, the, these signs of your coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered, said to them, firstly, make sure that no man deceives you, for there are going to be many who will come in my name saying that I am Messiah, I am Christ. I am the anointed one, the appointed one, and will deceive many. Then he says in verse 6, You will hear of wars, rumors of wars, 
See that you're not yet troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So in other words, there are going to be wars even before the final war at Armageddon. The end wars. There'll be initial wars. Seven, eight years, nine years ahead of time. I think eight probably is safe. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. So there'll be nations against their neighbors. But there's going to be conflict within the nations also. Internal, external wars. And a lot of these wars will be racial within the nations. There'll be ethnos against ethnos, race against race. There's going to be pestilences. And one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, he's the black horse. And it's referred, what's referred to, there's death and pestilences that occur with this horse when he begins to ride. Well, we're in a time now where there are diseases, pestilences, sicknesses, illness, different ways to phrase it. There are going to be earthquakes in many different places. These are the beginning of sorrow. There are going to be sorrows, many sorrows. These are just the beginning. And the reason I feel this is important because in the evangelical and the Catholic and all the churches within the United States of America, some of the churches, they don't discuss eschatology. They don't talk about the end of the world. They don't talk about the sequence of things to look for. Christ thought it was important. The disciples thought it was important to ask the Lord, what will the signs be? And the Lord details these signs to them. But many of the churches, the big churches, Catholic churches, Lutheran churches, the old, the old churches, they don't really care too much about eschatology. And within the evangelical churches, the younger churches, there's not a, in a sense, a real interest in eschatology, what will happen at the end of the world. But Christ made it clear in this whole chapter of chapter 24, he's talking about the time from that period all the way through the history of mankind to the time that we're in. Then in verse 4 and 5 and 6, especially 6, he begins to give you the march, the progression of things that will happen in our time. Pestilences, kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, famines, pestilence, earthquakes. But then he says these are the beginning of sorrows. These are the beginning. Not the middle, not the end. The beginning. The next will happen, what will happen next is they will deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you'll be hated of all nations for my namesake. I believe verse 9 is the beginning of the tribulation. We're not in the tribulation yet. 
We are in the time of sorrows, the period of time before the tribulation. And in this time of sorrows, you're going to have the wars, the initial wars that I'm going to present as the program goes on. The initial wars are in the time of sorrows. Yes, there's going to be wars once the tribulation begins and more wars when the tribulation when we go into the great tribulation and there'll be greater wars at the end of the tribulation Armageddon many will be offended and will betray one another and shall hate one another many false prophets shall arise the false prophets they haven't really come onto the scene yet. There are more coming. And they're going to be more wicked. They're going to be more deceptive. They're going to be more evil. And these new betrayers are going to have authority and power. And they're going to be able to perform miracles via the occult. False prophets. They'll deceive many. And because iniquity... Just the sinfulness of man is going to abound. It's going to grow, increase. The love of many is going to wax cold. So the natural empathy that man has for his fellow man is basically going to become, uh, die. There's not going to be that empathy. There's not going to be that love. There's not going to be compassion. But he that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved. The gospel of the kingdom, which is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, the gospel that we are to present to our families, to people around us, the gospel of a kingdom that has power and authority, which is within the churches of God internationally. This is a, the, the future power of the fullness of God's kingdom is presently within the members, within the bodies of believers throughout the world. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that we have within us through prayer and through our gifting, through the, the giftings God has given his people to cast demons out, to heal, to speak with power. The kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of heaven is in the churches within the believers that are true believers in the seven churches of God internationally. Then it breaks at the end of the first half of the tribulation it breaks here in verse 14 the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nations then shall the end come now verse 15 this is the beginning of the second half of the tribulation which is called the great tribulation when you Therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. Whoever reads, let him understand. Those which be in Judea 
flee into the mountains. He which is on the housetop, do not come down to take anything out of your house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Woe to them that are with child, to them that are nursing in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. This is speaking to the children of Israel who are living in Judea. This is not to the Christian people, the born-again people, Jewish or Gentile. This is talking to the Jewish people, to the people living in Israel. Today, my program is going to specifically talk about where these people are to go. Presently, they can't go there because they don't own the mountains that they're to flee to, but they're going to. Then in verse 21, Then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be, except the days that should be shortened. There should be no flesh saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So the hardships intensify from that point forward in Israel and in the nations of the world. Okay, now with that, we are going to go back to what the, what the Jeremiah, Isaiah, the book of Psalms, Amos, many other of the writers in the Old Testament, the prophets, what they wrote concerning an area called Jordan, present-day Jordan. The Russian war is coming. We'll talk about that, not in this program. I have to talk to you about present-day Jordan. I have to talk to you about who lives in present-day Jordan. There are basically three groups of people. The two children of Lot, Remember Lot and his wife? Well, after Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, Lot and his two daughters made it up into the mountains and where they lived. Well, Lot had a child through each of his daughters. The first daughter, the oldest daughter, she had a son and his name was Moab. The youngest daughter had a son and his name was Ammon. So you have Ammon, Jordan, to the north of present-day Jordan. Coming south in the Jordan, in the nation of Jordan, you have the middle portion, which is Moab, the firstborn, or the, the oldest daughter's son. Then coming further south, you have a nation, an area called Edom. Edom is the the half-brother of Jacob, Esau. The Esau, they call them the Edomites. So to the north again, Ammon, Moab, and Edom to the south, the sons of Esau. Okay, Esau and his sons are very important. 
I'm going to read out of Genesis chapter 36. I don't know if in the future I'll ever have time to do a program like this on this station in, in, in this time slot. So I want to be thorough. Okay, I'm going to talk about the sons of Esau. This is Genesis 36, verse 15. These were the dukes of the sons of Esau, the sons of Eliphath, Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, Duke Teman, Duke Omar, Duke Zepho, Duke Kenaz, Duke Korah, Korah, Duke Getam, Duke Amalek. These are the dukes that came of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These were also the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Raul, Esau's son, Duke Nahath, Duke Zerah, Duke Shammah, Duke Mizah. These are the dukes that came of Ruel in the land of Edom. These are the son of Bashemeth, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Aholabamath, Bama, I'm sorry, Aholabama, Esau's wife. Duke Jeush, Duke Jalam, Duke Korah. These were the dukes that came of Aholabama, Abama, daughter of Ana, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Esau, who is Edom. These are their dukes. So, Jacob has 12 children. They are the sons of Jacob. Esau has these sons. They are called dukes. Now, there was a great prophecy that was fulfilled in 2017. And the world, for the most part, doesn't know about it. I have mentioned it on this program and on my open forum program on Thursday. But still, the Christian world has not picked up on what happened with Donald Trump's election in 2016 and when he visited King Solomon in Saudi Arabia in 2017 in May. The world still doesn't understand it, especially the Christian world. If you want to understand these coming wars, and the importance of them, then it's important to understand the history of our time and how it blends in with what the prophecies in the Bible said were going to happen. I'm going to go to break in a second, but I'm going to keep my thought. The podcasts for this program will be on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Program. This is documented. I'm probably going to use these on other, I don't know. I'll use this program in different ways. Donald Trump is the stranger 
in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 41, 2, and 3. He is Solomon's stranger. Solomon's stranger would come at the end of the world to visit Israel. And Solomon's stranger would go to the western wall and pray toward the temple. This prophecy now is history. It has been fulfilled during the realm and the time, or during the reign, during the time of Donald Trump's presidency. The Christian world has missed it. But regardless, God did not miss it. The prophecy has taken place. And in the prophecy of what happened then, everything now begins to move forward. And hopefully I'm going to have the ability to present this to you, to open your eyes, to give you an understanding of where we are in time and what occurred, what we missed, and how it plays into the coming war between Ammon, Moab, Esau, and the Philistines to the western part of the Israel that live in the Gaza Strip. We'll be right back. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. This is Sam Shook, Navy Vet and Medicare Specialist. I just want to thank the KHNC listeners for their support and trust in me as their Medicare Specialist. If you are currently on Plan F, we are in a window of opportunity that can save you a lot of money towards your monthly premium. Please contact me at 970-413-4939. If you are getting into Medicare soon or are already enrolled and have questions, please call me at 970-413-4939. Again, thanks KHNC listeners. COVID has stopped Triangle Cross Ranch from conducting any fundraisers since March of 2020. Current state government issues has stopped our ability to have fundraisers until March 2021. We need financial donations to get through the rest of the year. Any financial support is welcome or just send one U.S. silver dollar a month to support our Christian mission. Triangle Cross Ranch, 36049 County Road 51, P.O. Box 727, Galton, Colorado, 80622. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. 
The one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hi, everyone. This is Leah. Join me Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. for Leah Live, right here on 1360 KHNC. I'll look forward to it. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked, 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 my Thursday program, the Open Forum program, 11 to 1. And on Saturday from 12.30 to 1 o'clock, I have a short segment. These, uh, the Saturday one isn't on podcast, but Thursday and Sunday program is. Contact information is rick at khnc.net. Rick at khnc.net for... Uh, if you want to leave an email. Also, P.O. Box, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. King Solomon Stranger, Second, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 41, 2, and 3. Solomon dedicated the temple. He told Israel and gives Israel a history of what will happen from the time of the dedication all the way to the time of Messiah's return. That whole chapter, basically, except for the final verses, for the most part, when he finishes his presentation to the children of Israel, that is a complete presentation of the history of Israel as a nation from that day to the time of Messiah's return. In that time period, Adolf Hitler and all the wars that Israel would have, the time that she would be out of her land, back into her land, out of the land, into the land, Messiah's coming, Messiah's death, Israel out of the land, Adolf Hitler coming into the world, forcing as a hunter the children of Israel back to Israel so nation so Israel could become a nation and once again the children of Israel would pray toward their temple toward their God and they would be stored be restored as a nation once again this took place in 1948 after that Solomon continues to tell and rehearse to the children of Israel when you sin and man is all man Every man sins. Pray to me. Pray to the God of Israel. Pray toward that temple. And God will hear the prayers 
and deliver his people. His people are going to have to be delivered one more time. In that account, they will eventually sign an agreement with a coming Antichrist, Anti-Messiah. And they're going to have to be delivered one final time. Before that, though, Solomon stops in verse 41 and he says, And a stranger will come, someone who is not Jewish. He will come from a distant nation, a distant land. And that stranger came on Air Force One on about the 22nd of May, 2017. He had flown from Saudi Arabia to Tel Aviv to go to Jerusalem to pray toward the temple, fulfilling the prophecy given by King Solomon 2,900 years ago, roughly. Donald John Trump fulfilled that. Christians, whether you have a problem with Donald Trump, politically or not, it's irrelevant. You see what the Bible says about Donald Trump, you'll get a different perspective. He had duties that he was to fulfill while he was in office. He fulfilled them. Israel has a... Jerusalem is the capital city of Israel. The American embassy is in the capital city of Jerusalem. It has to be. Why? For the purposes of the coming Antichrist. Donald Trump fulfilled prophecy for the coming Antichrist. The coming Antichrist could not come unless these prophecies were fulfilled. Solomon says, when the stranger comes, he told God as he was praying, he said, when this stranger comes, hear his prayers, O Lord. And I use the word Lord, and whenever I use the word Lord, it's not capital L, small O-R-D. When I use the word Lord, to this audience, I want you to understand, I recognize the Lord as Yahweh. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Not the Lord I talk about is the God Almighty. Almighty God. I've known him. I call him Lord. I call him in his name as Almighty God. Yahweh. It's important that you understand this. Lord, when you hear... When he prays toward this temple, hear thou his prayers in heaven. Solomon prayed for him 2,900 years ago, and God heard those prayers. God was with Donald Trump for his time in office. And then, before the time of the account where he is in Jerusalem, before that, he did something else that was very unbelievable. He goes to Saudi Arabia firstly. He leaves Washington, flies overnight, 
lands in Riyadh to meet Saudi, the Saudi king, King Salman bin Abdulaziz al Saud, on May 20th, 2017. He flies to meet the princes of Ishmael. Christians don't see this in the way that it's in the Bible. It's just, well, our president just went to Saudi Arabia and met with a bunch of Arab leaders. Not according to the Bible. Donald J. Trump, firstly, God wanted him to acknowledge the sons and the, the princes of Ishmael that would meet the following day on the 21st in the great palace in Saudi Arabia. Beautiful, magnificent palace. I call it a palace. Donald Trump would address all of the kings and important people of the Arab nations, of the Muslim world, so to speak. All of them. In the audience were excluded the 12 children of Israel. These were in the audience the children and the, 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 the people of Ishmael. And not only Ishmael, but Moab, Ammon, and Esau. Esau had representatives there that day. If you can see this from the biblical point of view and the significance of it, it's very important. And here Donald J. Trump is presenting to this Arab world and to these Muslim leaders, many of them. He basically says, the enemy, your great enemy, is extreme radical terrorism. And he tells them, don't fund it. If you want to live in harmony, do not fund this terrorism. Right there on the world stage, right there before King Solomon, he states this in his palaces, in his palace, the king of Saudi Arabia, the people, the important people of Oman, of uh, all the Arab nations were there. I watched this, my wife and I watched this, and in my mind I'm thinking, whoa, here God is still like he had promised Abraham concerning Ishmael. Ishmael will be a great people. They would be great. And because of a man by the name of Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia, I'm trying to think of his last name already, I can't think of it. Uh, Lawrence, anyhow, because of this man, he was a British operative that went in to spy on the Arab people, T.E. Lawrence. He went in to spy for Britain, and eventually God used him to unite the Arab world because of prophecy being fulfilled in 19, 19, 
1815, in that era, the Arab people, the sons of Ishmael, were able to begin working together and have become a great people. And Donald Trump now is presenting and, and presenting a message to them in 2017 on May 21st. Bible prophecy being fulfilled. God is saying to the world, these sons of Ishmael, remember, Ishmael was circumcised according to God's commandment. Ishmael, the sons of Ishmael, many of these peoples are going to go into the millennial kingdom and enjoy life in their lands, the land that God gave them. This is the great glory uh, that God is trying to present to the world today. Not all the Arab people are evil. You have the element of extreme terrorism and extremis, extremism through the religion, but not all of the Muslims are evil. The Holy Spirit presently is reaching many of these Muslim people that have been in the Muslim faith for generations, hundreds of years. God still is reaching and capturing them and bringing them to faith and freeing them of their sins and showing them what real love is. Well, Donald Trump, God used him as a Christian. He's born again. Whether you believe it or not, you have to study. If you understand the way in which God works to draw someone and to bring them to the point of faith and true belief in him, well, Donald Trump has made that transition. And here, a Christian, from a Christian perspective, here is a, is a representative of the kingdom of heaven and a secular representative, the president of the United States of America. He's got a dual purpose, presenting a message to the Arab people. Do not fund this type of terrorism. And they quit doing it. And he told them, if you do it, we're going to put sanctions on you. Financial sanctions. And the Muslim world settled down. The Arab world in the Middle East settled down. There was peace. Now, the peace is gone. The peace is being lifted because of the new president in this uh, in America. The peace is being lifted. So then, Donald, and now again, it's important to know all of the Arab peoples were represented there. They came from North Africa, Libya, Ethiopia, Egypt, all the nations in the Middle East. Iran wasn't there because Iran is not, they are not Arab. They're not of the, uh, they're not Arab people. Iran, the race of the people in Iran, they are basically from the tribe of Japheth, Russian, or white, English, uh, European, odd as it may be. So 
That was the account. Then, with that, the stranger leaves and goes to Israel, and there he meets with the twelve sons of Israel, of Jacob. Okay. Now, I made it a decision not to force this program to get out a lot of info, to, to present vast amounts of information. I made a decision to take my time and present to you the deep things of what God is doing, what He's done in the past, and what He's doing in the present, and what He's going to do in the future. I wanted you to know the dukes of Esau. Because Esau, when the children of Israel left the wilderness, they could have taken a straight shot to where God wanted them to be, to the lands that they were going to be given. But because of Esau, Esau forced them to take a journey. It was a, a longer journey. It took them a longer time. It was more miles. It was a hazardous journey. And it caused the children of Israel great affliction. God didn't forget that. This was over 3,000 years ago. And God states through the scripture that there would come a time when he was going to punish Is Esau and the descendants of Esau for what happened by causing Israel to suffer this great, to suffer greatly in having to take a longer route to get back to the lands where she was to occupy. God didn't forget. That judgment was pronounced 3,000 years ago, over 3,000 years ago. Well, presently, at the bottom part of the nation of Jordan, in that area, is the land of Esau. This is the land where all of these dukes of Esau dwell. Well, their punishment is coming, and that's why I feel to take my time to present this to you, because we're going to see that punishment. If you don't go be with the Lord <coughs> in the next two or three years or less, you're going to see the fulfillment of the punishment of Esau, the punishment of Ammon, and the punishment of Moab. And we're going to see the punishment of the Philistines in the Gaza Strip. And we're going to see the destruction of Syria and Damascus, specifically Damascus as a city. It is going to, it exists presently. It is going to be completely annihilated in the very near future. Christians, eschatology, when it takes place, you fear God. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. 
after the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Hi, Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks so much for listening to me every weekday from 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. right here on KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hey, do you own a business in northern Colorado or surrounding areas? Are you looking to reach a conservative, loyal audience which could grow your business? Well... Take my advice and contact my friends at KHNC. KHNC has a rapidly growing, conservative, family-based audience, and you can speak directly to them. Now, if you're looking for the type of customers or clients that believe in the principles that our great country was founded upon, just contact my friends at KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, and learn how you can be heard right on the air. Just call 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360khnc.com. That's 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360khnc.com. Take it from me, Brian Kilmeade. You can showcase your business to the folks that are helping to take our country back. Hey, man, test the battle over. Take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican. There's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com. Click the shop. Is the driveway made of fruit leather? Or has the apple stopped appling? If your half of a 100-foot cottonwood tree just needs a haircut, call Affordable Tree Service North at 970-568-6898. We have saved many trees everyone else said was dead. I'll show offs. Hey, you're not in this one either. From fire mitigation, bushes, trees to bees, that's 568-6898. God bless us. Okay, this is the uh, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Program you're listening to, and I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The, with everything that's going on presently, with the coronavirus, the vaccinations, the riots, the shootings, the, uh, everybody's watching what's happening in these courts, but no one... Well, while the right hand is busy doing its work on the, the work that it does, there's something else happening that is important. And these are the coming wars and the judgments that the Lord stated were going to happen on 
the dukes of Esau and the children of Ammon and the children of Moab. Yes, God is known by watching the events that are taking place in the world, but He's also known by the way that He fulfills the prophetic scripture. He had the prophets write specifically about certain nations and what was going to happen. And it was intricate with detail. And God wants his children to know and understand his plan for the end of the world. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7, the Lord said that he will do nothing. He won't judge, bring judgment, punishment, correction to the nations until he reveals that plan through his servants, the prophets. At the end of the world, the prophets are God's trumpet. The prophets are God's shofar. There's a, within the Messianic com community, they like to blow the shofar. The prophets of God in this country are the reality of the shofar. It's just like the born-again people that are truly born again, that have Messiah living in them, that are born again. This is the reality of the temple that is in Jerusalem. The temple in Jerusalem is a physical temple. It is there. It is the point of reference for the children of Israel. But the true temple of God presently are the members of the body of Christ throughout the nations. It is a living temple. The Shekinah glory that dwells within these people. These people are the ones who have now the Shekinah glory with them to present to the world. We'll be back for hour two. Hold on. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Another Colorado man's being charged with crimes for his role in the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol in Washington. The FBI says Trinidad resident Jacob Clark called his brother to brag about what he was doing inside the building that day. Clark's facing four charges now of violent entry and disorderly conduct. The arrest warrant says Clark was in a group that shoved and punched some of the Capitol Police officers inside the Capitol. Body camera video shows Clark putting his hands on at least one of those officers. Investigators have screenshots from other videos showing Clark was there. They say someone who's known him for years helped the FBI identify him. The Justice Department now says 440 people have been charged for the attack on the Capitol, more than 500 total in indictments are expected. I'm Jim Williams.
the resumption of using the single-shot Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine should help boost Colorado's inoculation numbers. 1.6 million Coloradans have finished the vaccination process of taking two doses of the Pfizer or Moderna formulas. 42% of the state's population, or about 2.5 million, are at least partially inoculated. In an effort to get more shots out to more people, one of the state's COVID vaccine buses is in the ski resort community of Summit County this weekend. The bus stopping in three of the four towns there, Dillon, Breckenridge, and Silverthorne, and at the Keystone Resort, too. It'll be in Summit through Tuesday. No appointments are needed to get shots. The clinic offering Pfizer second doses for those people will be scheduled for May 15th through the 18th. A woman from Colorado about to start running the nation's department you hear about when disaster strikes. The Senate has confirmed Deanne Criswell to be the next administrator of FEMA. Criswell has run Aurora's Office of the Emergency Management and served in Colorado's Air National Guard for more than two decades, has been a firefighter and a deputy fire chief, holds degrees from CSU and CU Denver. I'm Ted Werbin. Prescriptions for mood stabilizers and sleep have spiked. If you're looking for a safe, natural alternative for stress and sleep problems, you'd be wise to explore the power of CBD. In fact, 9 out of 10 CBDistillery.com customers report CBD helps calm their minds and helps them get better sleep. Now, when you enter coupon code COLORADO at checkout at CBDistillery.com, you save 20% on your order. If the products you take to relieve joint and muscle discomfort have stopped working, you may have developed a tolerance to it. If so, you should try CBD, a safe, natural alternative. Eight out of ten CB Distillery customers said CBD helps with discomfort after physical activity. CBD is a powerful extract from hemp, and you never need a prescription at CBDistillery.com. If you haven't discovered the proven power of CBD, you're missing out. Visit CBDistillery.com and enter coupon code COLORADO at checkout for 20% off your order. That's CBDistillery.com. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. <laughs> Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Are you paying too much for your home, life, or auto insurance? It only takes 10 minutes to find out. Hi, this is Kevin Voles with Badger Insurance Advisors. Choosing insurance plans can be difficult. 
That's why I make it easy. I'll make the calls, compare the plans and prices, and find you the insurance plan that fits your needs. Best of all, my help is at no cost to you. Call me today at 303-359-1799 or visit badgerinsuranceadvisors.com. Let me find the right insurance for you. Welcome to the second hour of the Sunday's program, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm Rick Rodriguez. The contact information is Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, and Rick at KHNC.net. I apologize for not getting back to uh, many of you that have uh, tried to attempted to contact me through email. I'm going to get to you. I've been so busy, but now I am not as busy. So I'll get to you. We're always on a learning curve, and with learning curves, it just takes time. But there comes a point where when you're in shape, I guess you could say, using the analogy of a runner, once you get in shape, then things seem to, to just flow a little more uh, perfectly. So, anyhow, I'm presenting the coming early wars during the time prior to the seven years of tribulation. Before the tribulation, the seven-year period begins there will be initial wars. And these wars will be centered and focused on, really, God's intention is that the world will see Israel in her early wars to respond to the attacks of surrounding enemies. Enemies to the north, which will be in Syria, Lebanon, with the brain center, Damascus, the brain center, Damascus, is a city. Israel is going to destroy it and flatten it completely. The only thing that will be able to... It, the only... The, the only it, Damascus is one of the oldest cities in the world. But after it's destroyed, it's just going to be basically land for sheep to... to uh, grass is going to grow and the sheep will feed there. People don't believe that. That's coming. In Lebanon, the enemies, and the enemies of Israel are Islamic. There's a natural hatred of the, the Jewish, of the, the people of Esau and the Arab nations in general toward Israel. There's been a conflict for thousands, millennia, for thousands of years. But... It has changed, the hatred toward Israel changed with uh, Muhammad uh, when Islam came into existence. Islam is an is a early religion. It's, it's not an old religion. 
in our, in the last 2,000 years, it's an old religion. Mormonism would be a newer religion. Seventh-day Adventist would be a newer religion. Christianity is a very old religion. Prior to uh, Christ being here, our roots were in Judaism, going back beyond before Moses, back to, to probably the time of uh, Adam. Okay. So, the uh, Islam is fairly new. And Islam, the only way it could have come into existence is for Muhammad and the people of his time that began to pick up the Islamic teachings of Muhammad. These came from the Bible, the Old Testament, the writings of the Jewish prophets of Moses. Without the writings of Moses and the prophets of Israel, the writers King David, Islam and the writings of Muhammad would not have come into existence. Muhammad was very, very, was influenced greatly by the teachings of the Tanakh and the Torah. So, uh, it's just historical fact. Uh, I don't really have time to get into that now, but if you study, you'll realize that the modern Islam is really based in what we call the Old Testament, teachings of Moses, writings of David, the prophets of Israel, the flavor of it, it all comes from the Bible, but with a big twist. So, Israel has been under attack just by natural hatred, and then uh, later on, a religious hatred. And not just Israel, but through Islam, and many of the people that have converted from Islam, they do state that Islam is not a religion of peace. It's not really a religion. It's more of a military operation. It is a uh, it, po political. It has its roots not solely in religion, pure religion. Okay. In our time, God wants and wants the world to watch Israel. And so what God is going to do is what's happening presently with the neighbors of Israel to the north and even along Jordan to the north all the way down to the south. There are enemies. There is also enemies in the Palestinian-occupied territories of Gaza. Well, it's all in the Bible. I'm probably not going to finish it all today. I'm not going to push to finish it today. I want to be thorough on this. This way you can go back to the podcast if, you have the, uh, if you're able to. To go back to 1360khnc.com to the podcast section for the open forum programs. I'm, I feel that there's, if there's ever a time where God's people... We're going to understand and have to see how prophecy is so important. It's now. As these things happen, it will put a deeper fear in you in a good way to be serious about your relationship with the Lord 
your walk with him, and your future with him. The nations, when they began to see Israel winning these, getting the victories over these enemies, the nations, many are going to realize the Bible is the holy, is the only true holy book in the world. It is the only accurate book in the world, written as directed by God to men who document what God had told them to write in detail. And these things have come to pass and are coming to pass. In detail, Israel, King Solomon, when he presented the dedication, the day that he dedicated the temple, he prophesied to Israel their whole future to the time of Messiah's return. That is accurate. They would be in the land. They'd be out of the land. They'd be in the land. They'd be out of the land. They'd transgress. They'd repent. They'd transgress. They'd repent. They'd be out of the land. They'd return to the land a final time. When they get into the land a final time, hardships would come, and they would once again abandon God. God is, is their husband, and they would abandon God to make an agreement, a marriage contract with the coming Antichrist that starts the seven-week, the, the seven-year tribulation. It's basically a marriage contract that they're making. It's not just a covenant. They're saying, we will, Antichrist, we will, please, we want to sign this with agreement with you. Please promise us that you will never destroy us. You will never invade our land. You will leave us alone. Let us take care of our future. They want Antichrist to leave them alone. Antichrist, you can't trust him. But God even calls it a divorce. He's going to give them a divorce paper. 28 of Isaiah. I will tear, I will annul, I will annul your contract, is what God says. Your divorce papers, I will shred them. Israel even though Israel is going to get these coming victories, remember, Israel is still apostate. But even in her apostasy, she has to fight to exist. Now, starting with present-day Jordan. In the northern part of Jordan are the Ammonites, the children of Lot through his younger daughter. In the middle of present-day Jordan are the Moabites, the son of Lot through his older daughter, his firstborn daughter. To the south are the children, the dukes of Esau, all the children of Esau, basically to the south, and they've scattered, but we're going to start at the north. Jeremiah chapter 49 49 at 1. The message is about the Ammonites. This is what the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh, says. Do you think that the people of Israel don't have children? There was a time when Israel didn't exist. 
as a nation. Do you think there are no children to take the land when the parents die? Uh-oh, this doesn't sound good. Something's going to happen when people in Ammon, in that area, the Ammonites, when they begin to die, they're not going to have anybody to take the land? Does that mean that their children are going to be removed too and destroyed? Do you think there are no children to take the land when the parents die? Maybe that is what Milcom took Gad's land. This is why he took Gad's land. So that's my point number one. For centuries, Israel didn't exist. But the Ammonite kings, they dwelt in Israel's cities. These lands that they live in presently are really Israel's cities. Verse 2, the Lord said, The time will come in Rabbah of Ammon when the people hear the sound of battle. Rabbah of Ammon will be destroyed. It will be empty, an empty hill covered with ruinous buildings, and the towns around it will be burned. Those people forced the people of Israel to leave their own land, but later Israel will force them to leave. That has not yet happened. Later, Israel will force them to leave. It's near. Northern Jordan is going to suffer in this coming conflict, and the tables are going to be turned around. Verse 3, The people in Heshbon cry because the town of Ai is destroyed. Women in Rabbah of Ammon cry. Put on sackcloth and cry. Run to the city for safety because the enemy will take away the god Milcom with his priests and officials. I've stated many times that when Israel invades these nations, according to the plan of God and the orders that God gave them, generally, nations will go in and destroy the kings and the princes and the important people. But I've stated throughout the years that it appears as if God is not going to is going to be merciful to these leaders, regardless of how evil they are, and they're going to become captives. They'll be put in prisons. They're not going to be executed. The nations, when Israel begins to take prisoners of these families that are the, you might say, the heirs or the top officials of the sons of Ammon, the nations are going to go mad. How dare you imprison these people? Well, thank God Israel is going to imprison them and not kill them. But what is right, it's just the opposite. You call good evil and evil good. You call light dark and dark light. What is sweet, sour, and sour, sweet. This is the thinking of a deranged mind, and this is the way the world is going to think in the future. The priests and the officials are going to be captive. Ammon, you brag about your strength, but you're losing your strength. You trust in your wealth to save you. You think that no one would even think of attacking you. The last thing on the nation of Jordan to the north, the last thing of the area of Ammon or Moab or Edom to the south 
is that Israel would even consider attacking them. <coughs> Excuse me. Not even in their thinking. Israel will. God says they will. God will make sure they will. And they will be victorious. And here in verse 5 it says, But this is what the Lord God All-Powerful says, I'm going to bring troubles to you from every side. You will run away. No one, be, no one will be able to bring you together again. This is very interesting because basically what God is saying, the land that the Ammonites now occupy, that they control, their control and their occupation is going to be ended. Israel is going to move in and control and occupy northern Jordan. This is what God is saying is going to happen in our time. If you're watching Israel and what's going on presently, from the Gaza Strip, they are shooting mortars into occupied Israel to the south and the east. There are problems still. They're building uh, arms, bringing a lot of arms into Syria. Israel is taking them out. Iran is pushing like never before to be able to move forward with her nuclear program. Israel is not going to allow it. Israel is under a, an order by the Lord to do everything necessary to protect herself from enemies without and to protect herself from enemies within. The, throughout Israel, you have Palestinian people who are pushing for a Palestinian state. Now you have an American president who once again is wanting Israel to come back to the table. Benjamin Netanyahu to come back to the table and discuss this matter of a Palestinian state. I don't care what the nations say, the UN, NATO, the uh, America, the, the United Nations. doesn't matter what they have to say. God said no. God says that Israel, the land, belongs to the children of Israel. They are to fight for it. They are to keep it. And so they are to whatever enemies... Whatever the enemies without do to cause conflict, they have to take care of that matter. Anything within the nation, the enemy without, the adversary within, Israel is under orders by God to deal with it. Well, we're going to get to the Gaza Strip here before long, but I'm going to finish with Ammon, and we'll get to that as we go on. The Ammonites will be taken away as captives, but the time will come when I will bring the Ammonites back. This message is from the Lord. So they're going to go out as captives. Israel is going to take over that land. Is going to, that is present day Petra. This is where Israel is to flee when Antichrist stands in the temple. Remember they're to flee, that he that is in Judea flee? That's where they flee to present-day Jordan. But God will move the, allow these people to move back again. But this time when they move back, 
they will be occupants. They will not be the ones who are controlling anything. Israel, it is Israel's property. It is part of Israel's inheritance. Now we're going to go to Edom. No, no, no. Let's go to Moab. Now here's a funny thing. In the middle is Moab. Jeremiah 49 talks about Ammon, Edom, and it talks about Damascus. It doesn't talk about Moab. Moab is talked about in Jeremiah chapter 48. In 49, concerning Ammon, there are six verses. In Jeremiah 48, the whole chapter is about Moab. The whole chapter. Now, I had to think about why. Because Moab is the older daughter's child. The older daughter, Lot's first son, who has a birthright. Well, they both have a birthright because the, the daughters opened, the, the, the children that were born opened the womb, so they are the firstborn. But because the older daughter's son was born first, there is a spiritual principle. He has, you might say, an additional right to inheritance or to a deeper plan of God. All of Jeremiah 48 is about Moab. I'm going to try to go through it not quickly. I'm going to try to go through it as carefully as I can. This is the message about the country of Moab. This is what the Lord, capital O, L, capital O-R-N-D. This is Yahweh. Again, I want this audience to understand. When I talk about the Lord, whether it's the Lord Jesus or the Lord God, I'm talking about the God, Yahweh. That's it. You cannot get any higher in, my, in your thinking. I want you to have that thinking. I know who Jesus Christ is. He is God Almighty. I know who the Holy Spirit is. He is God Almighty. I know who God the Father is. God Almighty. It's the Godhead. Elohim. In Genesis chapter 1, who created the heavens and the earth, God repeatedly said to the children of Israel, I am one. God is one. The Lord is one. He's not three. He's one. This matter of uh, understanding the Trinity or the triunity, people get hung up on that. No, the Lord Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He told that to Philip. I don't know why I just feel strongly to just present this to you. Jesus Christ, He is the very God of all things. He's the, he created all things. Without Him, nothing came into existence that does not in, that nothing without Him, nothing came into existence. Well, I thought that that was God the Father. Well, it says that of the Son, 
that all things came into existence through him. So the message is about the country of Moab. This is what the Lord all-powerful, the God of the people of Israel says. <clears throat> it would be bad for Moab. It would be bad for Mount Nebo. Mount Nebo will be ruined. It, there is a town called Kirathaim. It will be humbled. It will be captured. Now one thing about Moab, because he's the oldest, the firstborn of the oldest daughter, the oldest daughter as a daughter has a birthright. And one of the things that happens to the firstborn people, whether male or female, they have a very strong personality. Very strong. Very confident. They can be very, uh, they can be too much. In the body of Christ, people that are firstborn have to be careful because they can be overpowering. The Apostle Paul, I believe, was firstborn. And there is a, because the oldest daughter had a firstborn, then she has a son, and that son is the firstborn. In the account here about Moab, you'll see the pride that Moab has. Much more pride than his younger brother Ammon that lives to the north. It's a psychological profile, but it's very important. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Join me every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m., for the Olive Tree and Lamp Stand Ministry Radio Church on the new 1360 KHNC. Hey, it's Larry Elder. Thank you for listening to me every weekday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. right here on 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Do you own a business in northern Colorado or surrounding areas? Are you looking to reach a conservative, family-based, loyal audience which could grow your business? Well, take my advice and just call 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360KHNC.com and tell them Larry sent you. Do you need your fireplace clean? Not sure if your fireplace is working right or not sure if the fireplace is efficient? Call Abundant Flame at 970-966-0217 to schedule your appointment. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-ins, pellet stoves, wood fireplaces, and electric fireplaces. Visit us at Abundant-Flame or call 970-966-0217. man pass the battle over take a couple of hits off the my kind cbd get your cbd by going to 1360khnc.com and click on the shopping button man silly jamaican there's no thc in this product it's certified thc free just go to the website 1360khnc.com click the shop Hi, Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks so much for listening to me every weekday from 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. right here on KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hey, do you own a business in northern Colorado or surrounding areas? Are you looking to reach a conservative, loyal audience which could grow your business? Well... 
Take my advice and contact my friends at KHNC. KHNC has a rapidly growing, conservative, family-based audience, and you can speak directly to them. Now, if you're looking for the type of customers or clients that believe in the principles that our great country was founded upon, just contact my friends at KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, and learn how you can be heard right on the air. Just call 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360khnc.com. That's 970-587-5003 or email on the air at 1360khnc.com. Take it from me, Brian Kilmeade. You can showcase your business to the folks that are helping to take our country back. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus We'll finish. We're going to move into the last half hour of today's program. The podcasts, one more time, are on 1360khnc.com, podcast section to the Olive Tree program for this day or any other day. Also on Thursday, the programs uh, from 11 to 1 on the open forum on the podcast also. And during the week, many of the hosts on the weekend and during the week They have their programs also on podcast. And at the same time, all the programs are streamed live 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. So I guess that's seven days a week. Continuing with Moab, Ammon is going to be attacked by Israel, and Israel is going to be victorious, the northern part of present-day Jordan. Now we're going to talk about the middle portion of Jordan, which is the area of the children of Moab. Moab is the firstborn, uh, the, the first child of, of Lot through his oldest daughter, and he's very arrogant. He's very self secure. And the whole chapter in Jeremiah 48 is about Moab. Jeremiah 49, the verses about Ammon, are verses 1 through 6. But here, it's different. You have the whole chapter all the way through verse 47 about a son of Lot. It's going to be pretty revealing here. Moab will not be praised again. Moab Moab really likes this matter of being the top, the top of the heap, A number one. Men in Heshbon will plan Moab's defeat. They will say, come let us put an end to the nation. Mad Mena, you will be silenced. The sword will chase you. Listen to the cries from 
I mean, it's just an account of war. Moab will be destroyed, verse 4. Her little children will cry for help. Moab's people will go up the path to Leith. Leith. Run away, run for your lives. You trust in the things you made and in your wealth, so you will be captured. The god Chemosh will be taken into captivity, and his priests and officials will be taken with him. Again, like with Ammon, when Israel goes into this area of Moab, Moab is going to, uh, Israel is going to take captives. Israel, they're not necessarily going in to kill all the enemies. The people that are important, even the religious people, are going to be taken captive. Now with that, I have something I need to tell you. Lot and Abraham... This was, Lot was Abraham's nephew. Lot knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would eventually deliver Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah in that area. So Lot was fully conscious of this God that called Abraham to come out of Ur the Chaldee. Lot knew. And through the generations, through the last 3,000 plus years, the children of Lot, Moab and Ammon, and the ancestors, they all are fully aware of the God that saved their father, or their great, 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 going all the way back, who saved Lot from destruction. They're aware of that. They're aware of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have a knowledge of Yahweh. So, as I'm reading about Moab and Ammon, if you keep it in your thinking, that they are aware of this God of Israel. But they trust in the things that they made. They have a different God, Chemosh who's going to be taken into captivity. It says the destroyer is going to come against every town. No one, no one town will escape. The valley will be ruined. The high plain will be destroyed. The Lord said this would happen, so it will happen. Spread salt over the fields in Moab. The country will be an empty desert. desert. Moab's towns will become empty. No one will live, the, live in them. Bad things will happen to those who don't obey the Lord and don't use their swords to kill those people. Now, I have to think, to some degree, I have to think that Russia is going to, as it invades Israel with Iran and these other nations, they have to come into Jordan, and it's in an area of, in the mountains of Jordan where they're going to be destroyed. But Israel is going to own that area. 
And I'm just wondering how close the initial wars of Israel with Ammon, Moab, Edom, or Esau, Philista, which would be the Gaza Strip, the destruction of Damascus, the enemies in Syria and in Lebanon, when they're all destroyed, what is the, the time difference between those wars, which also goes into the prophecies in Psalm 82? Are they almost on top of one another? Could this be some of Russia's armies coming down and already being invaded here or in the land of Moab? I'm not sure. I can't say that that's true. But I do know that when Israel goes in, there is going to be heavy, heavy military operations, and Israel is going to be successful. This is what the Lord says in verse 12. I will soon send men to pour you from your jars. They will be empty. They will empty the jars and smash them to pieces. So this judgment on Moab is going to be very thorough. Then the people of Moab will be ashamed of their false god Chemosh. They will be like the people of Israel who trusted that God in Bethel, that God in Bethel, but were ashamed when he did not help them. So these false gods that the Moabites presently worship, they're going to be ashamed. These gods aren't going to help them. They're spirits. Verse 14, You can't say we are good soldiers. We are brave men in battle. The enemy will attack Moab. The enemy will enter its towns and destroy them. Its best young men will be killed in the slaughter. The message is from the king. The king's name is the Lord All-Powerful, Yahweh. So in other words, God is going to even the young men. They, something has happened in my understanding with these young men, they have to be destroyed. War is not pretty, war is war. At the end of the world, at the Battle of Armageddon, all those that are in these, in that valley, every last one of them is going to be destroyed. In Germany, after Germany surrendered in, in World War II, many of the German soldiers, the very intelligent, those that were involved in, in the uh, special programs, in research, in the labs, scientists, the experts in their field, they, weren't, they were scattered to the nations. They were brought into America. They were taken into South America. They were scattered all over the world. They were kept alive. And their, their children live today. And those children, because of the spirit that went out with these men who, who were responsible for the death of these Jewish people and people in Europe at the time, there's a spirit that went out with these men. It was an occult world they came out of. And that occult, just because they left Germany, didn't mean 
that their gods didn't go with them. Their belief systems didn't go with them. The power of these spirits that were with them just jumped ship and stayed in Germany. No, these spirits went throughout the world. And they're still in the world. At the end of the world, God has to and will. Every person that needs to be judged will be judged. And the judgment will be thorough and complete. Not like what happened in Nazi Germany. Or in the wars that followed and the wars that preceded that time. What the Lord is saying here about Moab He's saying, I am going to, your young men are going to be killed, the best of them, these best soldiers, they're going to be killed in the slaughter. And it says here, the message is from the king, the king's name is the Lord All-Powerful. The end of Moab is near, Moab will be destroyed. All you who live around Moab should cry for that country. You know how famous Moab is. Cry for it. Say the ruler's power is broken. Moab's power and glory is gone. You people living in Dibon, come down from your place of honor. Sit on the ground in the dust because the destroyer is coming. He will destroy your strong cities. Your people living in Aurora, stand next to the road and watch. See the man running away. See the woman running away. Ask them what happened. Moab will be ruined and filled with shame. Moab will cry and cry. Announce at the Arnon River that Moab is destroyed. People in the high place have been punished. Judgment has come to the towns of Holon, Jaza, and Mephah. Boy, these names. Judgment has come to the towns of Dibon, Nebo, and Beth Diblathiam. Now here's interesting, verse 21, 22, and 23. Judgment, 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 judgment. Five judgments, boom, 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 boom. The judgment has come to all the towns of Moab far and near. Moab's strength has been cut off. Its arm has been broken. This is what the Lord said. The people of Moab thought, they were greater than the Lord. So punish them until they act like a drunk, falling down and rolling around in his vomit. Then people will make fun of them. The children of Lot, they knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac and Jacob. They knew. But they are worshiping other gods. These people, these sons, as you'll see, they're going to make it into the millennial kingdom just like the sons of Ishmael I talked about in the first hour. There are many of the sons of Ishmael that will go into the millennial kingdom and live in their land and their lands will be their lands and God will be their God. The God of Israel will be their God. And with Ammon there are some that are going to go on into the future and come back to the land. It won't be their land. They won't rule it. They won't be the rulers of the land, but they will live there. And we'll go on to see what happens with the Moab. The people of Moab thought they were greater than the Lord, but they're going to be punished. 
You made fun of Israel. Israel was caught by a gang of thieves. Every time you spoke about Israel, you shook your head and acted as if you were better than Israel. People in Moab, leave your towns. Go live among the rocks. Be like a dove and may, that makes its nest in the opening of a cave. We have heard about Moab's pride. He was very proud. He thought he was important. He was always bragging. He was very, very proud. Here's what the Lord says. I know Moab gets angry quickly and brags about himself. But his boasts are lies. He cannot do what he says. No matter what the people in Jordan, in the areas of Moab, they feel that they are secure, they are powerful, well-trained. They feel that no enemy, especially Israel, would be able to challenge them. Well, here God is telling the children of Israel, you are going to go in and be thorough. You're going to be victorious. You're going to fight not just for the well-being of Israel at the time that the battle takes place, but you have to fight and win this war because when Antichrist comes, you have to have this land secure. Because my people living in Jerusalem and in Judea, when they see this coming Antichrist stand in the temple, they are being warned and have been told and commanded, don't go back to the house to get anything. What If you're on the rooftop, don't go back in the house. Flee. Flee to the mountains. Cross the Jordan past that area, into the mountains, in the area, in the land of Jordan, present-day Jordan. Because that's where Israel is going to be safe. So they're not going to be fighting just for the present, but they are fighting for the future safety of the nation of Israel and the people that need to be protected in the time of the coming Antichrist. Not this is Moab. This is a very detailed account of Moab. I cry for Moab. I cry for everyone in Moab. I cry for the men in Kir Heresh. I cry for the people of Jazer and Jazer. Zibma, Jazer Zibma. In the past, your vines spread all the way to the sea. They reached as far as the town of Jazer. But the destroyer has taken your fruit and grapes. Joy and happiness are gone from the large vineyards of Moab. I stopped the flow of wine from the wine presses. There's no singing, no dancing from people walking on the grapes to make wine. There are no shouts of joy. The people of the towns of Heshbon and Elila are crying. So it's going to be severe. Whatever's coming is severe. But later on, the Lord says, that these people still are his. Which is very interesting. God is still for them. They're the sons of Lot, a servant of God. We'll be back.
Hi, this is Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group. I'm sure you're probably aware of the reputations of many of the precious metals dealers here in the front range. I talk to customers all the time that know gold and silver are strong investments, that they are a hedge against a volatile economy. But these customers don't know where to buy gold and silver and are very justifiably concerned that they'll get ripped off. So I want to make you this promise. At Patriot Trading Group, there are no commission salespeople. We don't make outbound phone calls. We don't try to upsell you into some scam or package that we created. We don't disclose your information to anyone ever. The majority of our business comes from referrals and long-time repeat customers. If you're looking to learn about or invest in precious metals, give us a call at 800-951-0592 or go to allamericangold.com. That's 800-951-0592 or go to allamericangold.com. The Patriot Trading Group. No salespeople, no calls, just old-fashioned service. Have you always wanted to be on the radio? Do you have strong opinions or ideas that you think should be heard? Why not host your own radio show right here on the Roar of the Rockies? You'll be on the same station as Brian Kilmeade, Michael Savage, and Alex Jones. You can brand yourself as an expert in your industry and grow your business. Imagine telling your potential clients you have your own radio show. That gives you instant credibility. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. This account that I'm reading has, yes, to some degree, it, there have been parts of it that have, been, that have occurred in the past. But the fulfillment of Isaiah 48 is still coming very shortly. 
Verse 40, the Lord said, Look, an eagle is diving down from the sky. It's spreading its wings over Moab. This is Israel's air force. This is an indicator how Israel is going to win these victories. The towns of Moab will be captured. Strong hiding places will be defeated. At the time of Moab's soldiers, at that time the soldiers will be filled with fear, like a woman giving birth. Birth pains, Matthew 24. The birth pains before the tribulation. The nation of Moab will be destroyed. Then, in verse 44, I will bring the year of punishment to Moab. I will bring the year of punishment to Moab. That year, I don't know if it's this year, but there is a year. It has not yet taken place. It is coming. Israel must occupy present-day Jordan. They don't presently. They have to in the near future. And let's see, then it finishes out by saying this. Moab's people will be taken away as captives. Again, not destroyed, many of them. The women and children will be spared more so than the young men and the soldiers. But the days will come, but in the days to come, I will bring them back. The message is from the Lord, capital L-O-R-D. The message is from the Lord. I will bring them back. So they will once again come back to occupy that land. They will not be the leaders, the owners, controllers of the land. Israel, it is Israel's inheritance. That time is coming. I felt important to begin here because if you're watching the wars and the skirmishes in Israel presently, we're getting near to this time. I can't tell you when. But I have to tell you that this way you know that Ammon, Moab, and Edom, the dukes of Esau, are going to be judged. We're going to talk about that next week. And we're going to talk about Damascus. And we're going to talk about the Gaza Strip and the Palestinians. So God bless you. God bless you greatly in your coming week. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section and rick at khnc.net. And I will be back with you. We pray for this audience. God bless you. God keep you. And may the Lord Jesus be with you every day. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.